0: Last week, the Georgia State Senate passed Senate Bill 63, which would require cash bail for about 30 additional crimes, some of which um, right now are often or sometimes prosecuted as simple misdemeanors. Now, we're with uh, Aaron George, who is the National Policy Director for the Bail Project. This is a non-profit organization based out of Pasadena, California, but it is a national organization. And Aaron George is talking with us for this additional political update here on Atlanta News First, Philadelphia. Aaron, first of all, tell me what the bail project is. Let's start off with.
1: So the Bail Project is a national nonprofit organization. Uh, we provide free bail assistance and pretrial support to thousands of low-income people across the country every year. Um, so you know, in our direct operations, we provide free bail assistance and then court return support. That includes transportation, notification, and connection to supportive services. We also advance policy change at the local, state, and national level to reduce or eliminate cash bail um, and create systems that secure due process and the presumption of innocence.
0: Now, when you heard about this particular bill that passed, it, it, it has not become law as of the moment. It has been right. passed by the State Senate onto the House of Representatives for what we assume to be a number of committee hearings, perhaps in public hearings, in public comment, perhaps, perhaps not. So what was your reaction to this piece of legislation coming out of the state Senate last week?
1: I think so. initial reaction was definitely uh, distress and concern. Um, this bill was amended at the last minute without meaningful notice, without opportunity for community input. Um, and as it stood, you know, SB 63 was a harmful bill that was going to, as you said, include um, at least 30 offenses where judges would be required to set bail. Um, And then at the last minute, uh, it included severe restrictions on charitable bail payments. Um, It caps charitable bail payments um, at three per year for individuals, corporations, nonprofits, churches, uh, as well as charitable bail organizations like us. Um, And so at a time when the justice system is overburdened, uh, jails are overcrowded. To not only ensure that more people will be subjected to bail um, and likely unaffordable cash bail, to also take away the lifeline that charitable bail funds and other charitable bail payments um, offer to low-income individuals is particularly concerning for Georgians across the state.
0: Now we've done a number of reports here on Atlanta News First, and Atlanta News First investigates on the horrible overcrowding. I'm, I'm editorializing, but. You know, you can't look at the Fulton County jail and report on the number of inmate deaths and and incidents without just thinking that Fulton County Jail is just horribly overcrowded. Is your position that eliminating cash bails for additional crimes will impact a certain demographic of the community, am I forgotten?
1: Yes, I mean, money bail has really never been about public safety, right? Money bail um, is set by judges to uh, ensure return to court. And what it basically is saying is, you know, the the theory is that if people have money on the line, they're going to return to court. Um, What the bail project does, our work, uh, shows that that's not true. We've paid bail for more than 1,500 Georgians um, in the last several years with a 90% return to court rate. Those are people who can't afford their own bail um, and can't even afford the 10% to pay a bail bonds person. Um, and so doubling down on money bail not only ensures that more people will not be able to afford bail and will be in jail, it also ensures that more people who are able to afford that money bail, uh, regardless of the risk they pose, will be out pre-trial, and those who can't afford it will be in by ending money bail, uh, reducing money bail, and ensuring that there are individual assessments of a person's risk to uh, the community, of an an individual's likelihood to return to court, uh, that actually creates a safer system and making, you know, pretrial incarceration, electronic monitoring, the limited exception, ensures that we can keep communities safe and reduce the number of people that are in jail.
0: Proponents of this legislation say that my, creating cash bail or eliminating cash bail or requiring, I should say, cash bail for additional crimes will make our communities safer. We're all familiar with the phrase "If don't do the crime, if you can't do the time. How do you respond to comments like that?
1: I think proponents of of SB 63 and in general proponents of of money bail who claim that it's uh, with the aim of advancing Public safety are really doubling down on a fundamentally flawed and, and wrong-headed argument, right? They're doubling down on failed, tough-on-crime policies of the past. Um, and as I said before, there's a two-tiered system of justice in any cash bail system. And that's a system where people with money can be released and people without money can't. Um, and so it has nothing to do with public safety, ultimately, right? If you and I are arrested and charged with the same crime, but I have the money in my bank account to get out, and you don't. That's what's going to determine pretrial liberty, not whether or not you or I pose a risk to the public.
0: So what's the solution for jail overcrowding? What would you at the bail project? What is the ideal system in your view?
1: Ultimately, we would propose a system that eliminates cash bail, Um, and sets up strong due process protections and individual assessments by a judge um, of someone's risk to the public and someone's likelihood to return to court. Uh, You know, obviously you want to uphold our constitutional rights to due process, a speedy trial, et cetera. um, And so ensure that there are, you know, guardrails for decision-making, et cetera. But we would propose to eliminate money bail um, and set up those systems for individualized assessment to ensure that as many people that can be safely released and returned to court as possible are released and that it's the strictly limited exception where someone is detained pretrial. Um, and that will have the ultimate outcome of, of reducing that jail overcrowding. Uh, you know, as, as we see in the, in the Fulton County Jail, like you said, um, severe overcrowding, many people who are in on misdemeanors, uh, current speedy trial statute, um, an indictment statute in, in Georgia is a significant outlier. Um, the law as it stands requires indictment by four years. Uh, in places like Florida and Texas, that indictment is required after 30 to 90 days. So we're talking about an extreme difference uh, before someone is, is even indicted on the charges. Um, so in addition to changing money bail law, we would propose improving um, indictment speedy indictment and speedy trial laws.
0: But with the nation's overburdened criminal justice system, how realistic is it? We're talking from a very macro policy standpoint, down to the nuts and bolts of the criminal justice system. What kind of due process standards would you like to see established?
1: And we need clear and convincing evidence uh, at, you know at best clear and convincing evidence that someone uh, is going poses an immediate identifiable threat to an individual or individuals um, that there's evidence clear and convincing evidence that the person is likely to um, avoid return to court for the specific purpose of, of fleeing to avoid prosecution. And I think in addition to due process, uh, something we don't talk about enough, in the criminal legal reform world and the pretrial reform world is, we need to fund the services and supports in community that ensure that people are able to address issues of of health, of mental health, of substance use in community, um, as opposed to jails being the de facto mental health and substance use treatment system. So, you know, in addition to due process standards, we really want to be funding community-based services and supports Uh, establishing citywide and countywide uh, transportation court transportation services um, court notifications right we all have dentist appointments that we forget about until we get that call or that text message from the office Um, and that's what reminds us to get back to our dentist appointment to make it we uh, and if we don't have transportation obviously it's going to be more challenging to return to court. Um, So those are some of the additional structures that are really critical for establishing a a healthy and and functional pretrial system and ensuring that people can have their needs met, um, both for their own stability and the stability of community outside of a jail setting.
0: Do you believe criminal justice conversations such as requiring cash bail for additional crimes is a political election year issue? One of the things we're focusing on or experiencing right now just this week or uh, over the weekend from from when we're talking right now, the U.S. Senate has introduced a border protection bill. That's the topic of one of the top political debate topics in the U.S. right now. Criminal justice reform is obviously tied into border security. How much of this is driven by election year politics?
1: I think criminal justice reform and, and bail reform in particular have been heavily politicized, right? We've, we've seen that. Um, we've seen that, you know, policy reforms in, in this area are, are often used to say, tough on crime is the way to go. Folks who support an end to money bail or reducing pretrial incarceration, criminal justice reform are, you know, letting letting the quote criminals out, letting them run free you know, putting folks at risk. Um, What I would encourage voters to do is actually look at the facts, um, look at the data, look at the evidence. As bail reform has um, advanced across the country and in the years that have followed, what we've seen is actually a lot of success. Um, A great example is Harris County, Texas, where uh, in 2019, they eliminated bail for misdemeanor charges and um, an independent uh, monitor was established. And with each report, we see both improvements in the jail population. So reductions in the jail population, but we also see improvements in public safety. So in Harris County, um, you know, arrests and incarceration are down, but also rearrests for both misdemeanors and felonies are down. And so misdemeanor bail reform in, in Harris County is um, irrefutable evidence, right? That bail reform, reducing money bail um, is actually a public safety policy. We can both decarcerate and make communities safer.
0: This has been a a fascinating topic for us to cover and we're going to continue to cover these issues and others here at Atlanta News First. Thanks to Aaron George, National Policy Director at The Bail Project, a national nonprofit organization. Thanks all of you for listening and watching this edition of Political Update here on Atlanta News First and atlantanewsfirst.com.